0: You are listening to the KCAC Beat. Now, introducing your host, Mark Hoffheinz. Welcome to another edition of the KCAC Beat. I am Mark Hoffheinz. I am the Assistant Commissioner for Sports Information and Communications for the Conference. This episode, we're going to be taking a look at men's basketball results from the weekend and taking a look ahead at uh, matchups from the first half of this week. But before we dive into that, just wanted to let you know a, a scheduling thing real quick. Since it is Thanksgiving week, uh, Thanksgiving's on Thursday, we're going to be doing our normal Monday episode, and then we'll have a Wednesday episode uh, looking back at matchups from the first half of the week and looking forward to the weekend. Normally we do Monday, Thursday, to, or this week. We're going to do Monday, Wednesday to uh kind of work around the thanksgiving holiday so if you're watching this feed for our our uh, basketball scoreboard podcast make sure to look out this week for monday and wednesday but now we'll dive into matchups from over the weekend this is the kcac scoreboard first game we'll take a look at was an exhibition game between Bethel and Fort Hayes State University. Not a countable game for the Threshers, but good to get experience against a good NCAA Division II team. Uh, threshers fall 90-59 to Fort Hayes State University. Looking at some of the team statistics, comparing the two teams, Fort Hayes had a really good night shooting the ball. They were 51.7% from the field compared to 35.3% for the Threshers. The Tigers also shot really well from the three-point line, 52.9% on 17 attempts, compared to 33.3% for the Threshers. And from the free throw line, another hot shooting night for Fort Hayes, 87.5% from the line uh, for the Tigers, compared to 72.7% for the Threshers. Looking at some key players for Bethel in this matchup. Clifford Byrd II was the team's leading scorer. 10 points in 21 minutes. He was 3 of 6 from the field, 1 of 2 from the 3-point line, and 3 of 5 from the free-throw line. Also had 4 rebounds and 2 steals on the day. Bryant Maccabi and Carmelo Yakubu both had 8 points on the day for the Threshers. Uh, Maccabi also had 2 rebounds and a steal. Uh, Yakubu had... Uh, let's see. Three rebounds on the day as well. And then a pretty well-balanced attack from the Thresher bench and the other starters. A lot of people between uh, one and six to seven points. So outside of those couple people at the top, is a well-balanced attack for Bethel. Moving on to our matchups on Saturday. No games on Friday, so matchups on Saturday. Only non-conference matchup we had was Friends... Taking on Haskell Indian Nations University out of Lawrence. Close game, but Friends does fall to Haskell, 73 to 71. (laughs) Friends was actually up by seven in the first half, but Haskell able to outscore the Falcons by nine in the second half to earn the victory. Uh, Some team statistics comparing the two teams. Friends actually shot better from the field, 47.7% for the Falcons, compared to 39.5% for Haskell. Falcons also led at the three-point line, 38.9%, compared to 32.1% for Haskell. Falcons also out-rebounded Haskell, 46% to 34, or 46 total rebounds to 34 rebounds for Haskell. Uh, But one area where friends did struggle was the turnovers. Haskell, only nine turnovers. Friends had 18 on the day. Some key players for the Falcons. Looks like they had... Five players scoring double figures. Their wing score was Christian Williams off the bench. Uh, 15 points in 22 minutes. He was 7 of 15 from the field. He also had two steals on the day. Then Tim Barbieri had 14 points. He gets a double-double with 16 rebounds. Uh, 11 of those on the defensive end, 5 on the offensive end. Uh, Barbieri scored his 14 points on 7 of 8 shooting from the field, so a very efficient night for him. Uh, he also had three blocks on the day, so... Good game on both ends there from Tim Barbieri. And then, let's see, we had two players with 12 points for the Falcons, Keon Hutton and Ian Connick. Hutton, 12 points. He also had a steal, 7 assists and 5 rebounds on the day. And then Connick, his 12 points went along with 6 rebounds on the day. All the remaining games on Saturday were conference matchups. We'll take a look at those. St. Mary at York. Panthers win this one 74-67 over the Spires. Actually, it was pretty close at halftime. York only up by one, but then they outscored the Spires by six in the second half to earn the victory. We'll get some team statistics. Teams were identical from the field, 42.1% for both teams. Uh, three-point shooting, St. Mary excelled there. 30.8% for the Spires compared to 27.3% for the Panthers. Uh, Turnover battle is pretty close. York had 14 turnovers. St. Mary had 13. Looking at some individual scorers on the day, we'll start with St. Mary first. They were led in scoring by Joe Burgos. 20 points in 34 minutes, Uh, 7 of 13 from the field, 4 of 7 from the 3-point line, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. He also had 4 rebounds on the day, 2 assists and a steal. Uh, Deshad St. Martin, 16 points, was a second-leading scorer for the Spires. Got a double-double with 11 rebounds on the day. He also had one block and one assist on the day. Uh, after that, Camp Southern had nine points for the Spires. Uh, Quinton Williams and Luke Mackey both had eight points, and then you had three or four Spires with two points to follow that up. Looking at York... They had four players at double figures. The Panthers led in scoring by Eric Talton. He had 13 points, that goes with four assists on the day. And then Andrew Bennett and Trevon Dennis both had 12 points. Uh, Bennett's 12 points go along with three rebounds. Dennis's 12 points go along with seven rebounds and two steals. And then the final double-digit score for the Panthers. Uh, Mook Beal had 11 points, three rebounds and two assists on the day. Next matchup we'll take a look at is number seven, Oklahoma Wesleyan traveling to McPherson to take on the Bulldogs. Oklahoma Wesleyan... Excuse me, Oklahoma Wesleyan wins this one 79 to 58. Uh, Eagles outscoring Bulldogs in both halves, looking at some team statistics. Oklahoma Wesleyan good shooting night, forty-six point four percent from the field compared to twenty-five point seven percent for the Bulldogs. Uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan also led in three-point shooting, thirty-four point eight percent for the Eagles compared to twenty-five percent for the Bulldogs. Uh, the Eagles also lead the rebounding battle, pulling down forty-six rebounds compared to thirty-six for McPherson. Uh, but McPherson did lead in the turnover battle, only turning the ball turning the ball over seven times compared to thirteen turnovers for the Eagles. Looking at some statistics, uh, we'll start with McPherson first. They were led in scoring by Owen Braxmire, 18 points in 30 minutes. He also had eight rebounds, two assists, and a steal on the day. The uh, 2nd league scorer after him was Antonio Watson with nine. He also had two rebounds and an assist on the day. And then you had several players with seven or, f- or fewer points there for McPherson. Uh, looking at Oklahoma Wesleyan. They had, let's see, three players scoring double figures, led by Taylor Miller off the bench, 16 points in only 19 minutes. He was six of eight from the field, two of two from the free or the three-point line, and two of five from the free throw line. He also had six assists and a steal in the day. Uh, Second leading scorer for the Eagles, Dylan Phillip, also off the bench, 11 points in 19 minutes, three of six from the field, two of two from the three-point line, and three of four from the free throw line. He had in a rebound and in a, and two assists to accompany his 11 points on the day. And then Caleb Stokes, 10 points in 19 minutes. Uh, he had seven rebounds and two blocks to go along with that. The next game we look at is Ottawa traveling to Winfield to take on number 11 ranked Southwestern. This one was a tight one. Southwestern comes away with an 84 to 81 victory. Uh, the Mountain is actually down by two at halftime. But then able to outscore the Braves by five in the second half to earn the three point victory. Looking at some team statistics Ottawa, good shooting night, 50% from the field compared to Southwestern's 46.2. Still a good shooting night from the Mound Builders, but Ottawa just a, a little bit better in that category. Three point shooting, Ottawa also out there as well, 33.3% compared to 26.3% for Southwestern. Southwestern wins a rebounding battle, but only by one. 39 rebounds compared to 38 for the Braves. Uh, And Southwestern wins a turnover battle, 11 turnovers compared to 13 for Ottawa. Looking at some individual statistics in this matchup, we'll start with Ottawa first. They were led in scoring by Emile Fields, 22 points in 28 minutes, seven of 12 from the the field, three of six from the three point line, and five of seven from the free throw line. Uh, he gets a double double with 12 rebounds. He also added an assist on the day. Ty Bland was Ottawa's second link scorer, coming off the bench. 20 points in only 27 minutes. A uh, 7 of 13 from the field, one of two from three, five of seven from the free throw line. He also added five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. Another double digit scores for the Braves. 13 points for Ian Moore to go along with three rebounds and a steal. And Cody Fredrickson had 10 points and four rebounds on the day. Looking at Southwestern, they had three players with 18 or more points. Their leading scorer was Jarvis Jennings, 21 points in 29 minutes. Good shooting night from him, eight of 10 from the field, one of one from three, four of six from the free throw line. He also had two rebounds and an assist on the day. second leading scorer, For Southwestern was Dang Bold, 19 points. Uh, That went along with eight rebounds and a steal. And then Kevin Clark, 18 points, three rebounds, and two assists on the day. Uh, Those three players leading the mound builders there. Next matchup we'll take a look at is Avila at Bethany. Swedes win this one big, 90-48. Looking at some team statistics, Bethany shoots 46.2% from the field compared to... 23% for Avila. Three-point percentage. Bethany leads there as well. 39.1% compared to only 16.7% for the Eagles. Uh, Bethany leads the rebounding and turnover battles as well. Bethany pulls down 40 rebounds compared to 33 for the Eagles. And then turnovers. Bethany only had 11 compared to 22 for Avila. Looking at some individual statistics... Avala was led in scoring by Tremaine Banks, 10 points. Uh, He also had two rebounds on the day. Jalen Dinkins had eight points for the Eagles. Uh, He had two rebounds to go along with that as well. And then a couple players with five points, a couple players. uh, Looks like Jalen Carter had six points. So well-balanced attack after those two guys, but just not enough to match up with the Swedes. And looking at Bethany, their leading scorer was Solomon Clayton. 25 points in only 27 minutes. Good shooting night from him. 8 of 11 from the field and 9 of 11 from the free throw line. Uh, he also had 12 rebounds, so he picks up a double-double there. Three assists, two steals, and three blocks for Clayton as well, so making plays on both ends of the floor there for Bethany. Dylan Smith had 20 points for the Swedes to go along with four assists, two steals, and a block. Then the final double-dig- double-digit score for uh, Bethany was Donovan Newton off the bench, 10 points. He also had three rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Next matchup we'll take a look at was our uh, Road to Hartman Doubleheader of the Week. If you didn't hear about that last week, ESPN 92.3, we partnered with them out of Wichita, and we're going to have a Doubleheader of the Week series throughout the regular season, throughout conference play, leading up to our conference tournament. So this was our our first set of games in that series. Uh, They cover both the women's and men's games. Uh, But in the Bethel at Kansas Wesleyan men's game, Coyotes ranked number 24 in the country. They show why they have that ranking, defeating Bethel 77 to 58. Looking at some team statistics, Kansas Wesleyan shooting the ball better from the field, 43.8% compared to 31.1% for the Threshers. Kent's Wesleyan also leads in three-point shooting, 30.8% compared to 20.8% for Bethel. Uh, threshers do pull down more rebounds, 45 compared to 42 for the Coyotes. Uh, but Kent's Wesleyan wins a turnover battle, only 10 turnovers compared to 14 for Bethel. Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start with Bethel first. Their leading scorer coming off the bench, Nick Bonner, 17 points. Uh, he also added, let's see, three rebounds. Three assists and two steals on the day. Harper Jonas looks like he was a top scorer out of the team's starters. Nine points in only 15 minutes. He also added two rebounds on the day. And then uh, after that, it's like Clifford Bird. Normally, the, it seems like the guy they count on struggled on the day. Only six points in 26 minutes. 107 from the field. Uh, he did add seven rebounds, two assists, and a steal on the day. So trying to make up for it in other ways, but just kind of struggled to get going on offense there. Uh, Looking at Kansas Wesleyan, they had three players in double figures as far as scoring goes. Jude Murdoch leading the team with 15 points uh, in 24 minutes, 4 of 8 from the field and 7 of 10 from the free throw line. He also had two rebounds and an assist on the day. And then Isaiah Hale off the bench, 11 points in only 13 minutes. Four of eight from the field, three of four from the three-point line. Uh, He also had three rebounds, two assists, and two steals. Final final double-digit scorer for Kent Swessland, Tyus Jeffries off the bench, 10 points in 16 minutes, five of seven from the field. He also added two rebounds, uh, an assist, and a steal on the day as well. Final matchup we'll take a look at is Tabor at Sterling. Tabor wins this one as close one, 64 to 61. Tabor actually jumped out to a big lead at halftime. They were up by 11. Warriors tried to mount the comeback, but just not able to complete it and end up losing by three to the Blue Jays. Looking at some team statistics, relatively close in field goal percentage, Sterling actually led this category 36.7% compared to 34.4% for the Blue Jays. Uh, Tabor does lead in three-point shooting though, 37.5% 37.5% from the three point line compared to only 16.7% for the Warriors. Uh, the Warriors win the rebounding battle, 42 rebounds pulled down compared to 34 for the Blue Jays. But then Tabor wins the turnover battle, turning the ball over three fewer times than Sterling. Looking at some individual statistics, we'll start with Sterling first. They have four players in double figures. Led off the bench, but had a lot of minutes. Uh, Elias Nagoga, 15 points in 32 minutes. He gets a double-double with 11 rebounds as well and had two assists on the day. And then Will Thigpen had 14 points. uh, Goes along with 11 rebounds, so he gets a double-double as well. Also gets two steals on the day. Darian Reed for the Warriors, 12 points, four rebounds, and a steal. And then Cedric Rollerson was the final double-digit scorer for Sterling, 10 points. He also added five rebounds, four assists, and three steals on the day. For Tabor, they had four double-digit double digit scores. Uh, Marvin Ruffin leads the team with 15 points in 24 minutes. Good shooting night from him, 5 of 8 from the field, and 4 of 7 from 3. Also adds two rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Nance was the team's second-league scorer with 12 points. Misses out nearly on a double-double, had nine rebounds. Also had two assists, three steals, and three blocks on the day. So Nance making plays at both ends. And then Austin Hilton and Kent Carroll both had 10 points for Tabor. Uh, Hilton's 10 points go along with three rebounds and two assists. Carroll's 10 points, uh, he added two assists, one rebound, and one steal to that as well. And that'll do it for look back at the weekend. Now we'll take a look at matchups first half of the week. Looking at some some upcoming games, uh, we're only going to look at Monday and Tuesday. As I mentioned at the top, we're going to have a podcast on Wednesday this week with the uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So we'll take a look at Wednesday through Sunday matchups then. Uh, But right now we're just looking at Monday, November 21st, and Tuesday, November 22nd. On the 21st, only one game involving a KCAC school and it is an exhibition game. Tabor is traveling to Missouri Southern. Uh, that is a NCAA division two school. They'll play at 7 PM on Monday, not accountable game for the blue Jays, but good to get some experience against higher level teams. And then on Tuesday we have, let's see, six conference matchups and then Tabor is having another exhibition on Tuesday. Uh, Tabor taking on, Newman University at which out of Wichita, another NCAA Division II school. Uh, that's an exhibition. If I didn't mention that as well, that game at seven, and then all the remaining conference matchups will be at eight p.m. on Tuesday, and those will be Bethel at Avila, Bethany at number seven Oklahoma Wesleyan, Friends at number twenty four Kansas Wesleyan, McPherson at Ottawa, York at Sterling. And then number 11 ranked Southwestern at St. Mary. And all those conference matchups should be available on the KCAC Network. So if you want to watch those there, make sure you check out kcacnetwork.com or KCAC Network app. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the KCAC Beat. We thank you all for listening. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And for everybody here at the conference office, we hope you have a great day and a great start to your week. You've been listening to the KCAC Beat. For more information on the KCAC, go to www.kcacsports.com.